This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita. We are working on episode 64, and we have Ray Combs from Mock Mortgage. He's the CEO and National Mortgage Advisor. Ray, what's happening today? Hey, just another day in uh, cloudy paradise, right? It's it, Well, it's it's summertime in Florida, so you kind of always have to expect some rain and some clouds later in the day, so we just kind of roll with it. We, this will be the brightest part of the day. We'll bring the sunshine on this podcast. So <clears throat> I know you and I have talked a little bit, but... So you know what the Good Neighbor podcast is, how, you know, how we got started and why we do what we do. During COVID, when everybody had to be socially distant, a guy by the name of Charlie McDermott started the Good Neighbor podcast in Southwest Florida. And the whole game plan behind doing it was a way for businesses like yours and charity groups and people in the community to get their message out so residents knew they were there, knew what they had going on and kind of make that connection. And over the last three years, it's a national brand. We're in, we're in markets all across the East Coast, all across the U.S., and I'm fortunate enough to get to talk to business owners here in Tampa. Uh, it's one of the things I love to do is learn about different things people have going on in business and hearing their stories, because every entrepreneur has a different story about their business, how they got there, et cetera. So tell us first and foremost a little bit about Mock Mortgage. Mock, Mock Mortgage was, was created... Uh, because uh, I've always been fast. I've always had a sense of urgency in everything in my life. Uh, and after all the experience that I went through uh, in the real estate and mortgage business, uh, I, I wanted everyone to know that, uh, that, that, I, that my company was, uh, was about speed, which is mock. And so that's why I called it mock mortgage, you know? Uh, so that's, that's why I did that. So how long have you been doing this? How, I mean, you've been in the real estate business a while, but how long have you had you know, been doing the mortgages? Uh, I started doing mortgages uh, back in 2009 uh, after the market had crashed. Coming um, out of that. Or you're like, yeah, yeah. As that was going on. So what um, have you seen? I mean, I would think that whole time is kind of a blur. But like getting a mortgage in 2009, 10, 11 was like you had to have like 800 credit. You had to have like, I mean, there was just it was it was tough to get a mortgage at that point in time. So there was no mock speed then. That was like a I remember I was living in Atlanta and I think it was like a 60 day close was the like the average. You know, you found a house, took you three months to find it, negotiated it. And it was like we closed in 60 days. And you're like, yes, only 60 days. How, how have you started to see the market kind of shift where it's it's gotten a lot faster? Has it been in Tampa here in the past couple of years when things were going so fast? Yeah, I, I mean, pretty much pre-COVID, uh, things started getting fast because uh, uh, at the time I was I was just a regular regular mortgage guy and, and I tied myself into uh, banks that had the, the fastest and coolest technology. And so that's really that's really the game changer is technology. Uh, back in 2009, when I started, you know, that's when you had to, you had to do all the title work, you know, they had to run everything to the title office and you had to press hard and, you know, all that stuff. And now everything's all digital, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Signing, <clears throat> signing on an, like an iPad or on a, you know, a touch screen is a lot easier than, you know, clicking that pen and, and like, 
grinding it into triple ply and signing 600 times. Um, it's definitely come a long way. What for you and your background, have you always like always been a real estate guy? Like, I mean, how far you oh nine's mortgages, how far back and you know, but beyond that, were you doing this or I was did you born, do something else and came into I, this? I was born I was born into this business. My my dad was a financial advisor for 25 years. And and so like three times a year we'd move, we'd move and you have different they, I was dealing with different realtors, mortgage people, all those people, and then my dad. My, then my, my parents split up. My mom married a, a guy that owned a big real estate company up in Seattle where I'm from. And, dude, I've, I've always been around it. And I just, dude, I've always like moved into places that blew up a year after. And there was like, how do you see it? I don't know. It just, it just. It sometimes just, it's, uh, sometimes it's a little bit of luck. It's a little, you know, it's funny. It's the one thing I, all my investments, you know, like always kind of like, bleh, you know, something good will happen here and there, but nothing like. I'm not one of these guys that everything I touch is kind of worked out except for real estate. I just happened to buy a place cheap in 99 and sold it in 07, right before the market crashed, bought the next place in 08 as the market was plummeting, like just going through the floor. Um, you know, I sold that as the market was like, just, I just had lucky timing with real estate. Uh, but so see so from Seattle, how long have you been here in this market? I moved. I moved to Florida in 2001, uh, a month before September 11th. So I saw what Florida looked like before and after. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we talked about we're both in Pasco County, right in, in the Wesley Chapel area, and and I laugh because I I've been in this area only for about four years, and um, like the amount of change is like Bruce B. Downs. People who are listening to this might know, might not know Bruce B. Downs. Is a major road that runs kind of parallel to 75 through New Tampa, Tampa Palm, straight up into Wesley Chapel. When I moved here four years ago, I think there was like three traffic lights from from 75 at at Bruce B. Downs all the way up to like um, to 56. And now there's like six or eight of them. I mean, it feels like every other stop there's a traffic light. Uh, the amount of traffic has just gotten a lot better, a lot worse. It's uh, it's definitely an area that has blown up and it's continuing to grow. And now it's starting to go west out 56. Like I have some areas that I work in in Odessa and Lando Lakes and it's just getting it's just getting blown up. It's just crazy. Yeah. Is there is there. So have you always been in the Wesley Chapel area? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, <clears throat> I moved to Miami in 2001. Oh, Brickle, downtown Miami. I lived there for five years. So that, that, that had to be a fun time in Miami in 2001. I'm sure you didn't get in any trouble, uh, you know, down in Miami. It was probably, you probably went to church twice a week and hung out, right? I, I actually, believe it or not, I actually tried to for the first six months. And I brought my two brothers down and they were on South Beach. You know, you bring in the bad influences, man. And once you yeah, bring they in were the bad on South Beach so much, they started bringing, they started bringing girls to the house and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I better start selling mortgages fast because my brain, I'm going to run out of gas here. What? Uh, so tell me, you know, in the mortgage business, what would be like a myth or a misconception that people come into you and they're like, um, you know, uh, I think X, Y, and Z. Like, where do you, where do you really have to educate people where they think one thing and it, you're kind of educating them on something about their mortgage that they didn't know? Uh. There's there's a there's a bunch of different things. I mean, it just depends on someone's experience, you know. 
Uh, for example, someone that bought a mortgage 20 years ago, uh, you know, thinks thinks they can get away with a lot of stuff they got away with back in the day. So like, right. My mortgage guy didn't make me, didn't ask me all these questions. I'm like, yeah, that's probably why they probably went to jail or something back. Right. Then. Why we had the, the crash for three plus years <laughs> in, in the mid 2000s. <laughs> what is, what is the hardest What's the hardest? Is FHA the hardest or is VA harder? What's the hardest mortgage to go about getting? You know what the hardest thing? It's the person. It does the mortgage is the mortgage is easy. For me, I don't even let anything phase me. Matter of fact, someone comes to me and they have a 400 credit score, but they just had a bad bad experience and now they're ready to go and they're proactive. Dude, I'll work I'll work with I'll work with a winner that's willing to do all the work, that's willing to do what they say. I would want to work with that than some entitled person with 800 credit score. That's that's a jerk off. That's you just know? busting your chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the ones that I call hard. I, I every every file's different. Every person's different, and uh, I don't ever want anyone to think that you know their hundred thousand dollar loan amount is going to get put in the back burner of a million dollar deal. Right. I, just, I treat everybody the same. Well, and, and, the, yeah. and that 400 credit score guy is a lot more appreciative. Uh, you know, if you're get if you're actually able to somehow get that person bought with a program or something that's out there, uh, you know, for someone with I'm not 400 credit, obviously, but something right. like, you know, right low um, where the person who, you know, is like, oh, I'm going to put 40 percent down and they kind of give you the the business, I would think, kind of run you through the mill a little bit. Yeah, and and I'll I'll put obviously I'm going to put them on a program. I'll probably put them with one of my credit advisors, stuff like that. And the thing is, if they if they if they're on it and they do it what they're told, dude, I'll give them I'll give them my time after hours and on weekends. Right. I don't you know, and I in all my files like the deals that I'm running. If we're running <laughs> deals, I I I I make time nights and weekends. Now, if it's a consultation. It's going to be business hours. I mean, I, I, right. I can't have a consultation just with anybody unless it's a special case. Um, but as far as like once you're a client, and you had deal. I'm you're not. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not. You're going to get me better than the than the than the Bank of America. And yeah, and it's not. And listen, I, I do business with all those banks. Right. However, you're, it's a more personal relationship business with yeah. you. Yeah. And I, and I and I relate it like this. I mean. The person at the Bank of America is is like a is like a registered nurse. I'm an MD, okay. I, I'm a specialist. I'm licensed in all this stuff. I'm background checked, all that. <clears throat> the typical person at the at these banks, they're they have an NMLS number, but they're federally regulated. I'm state regulated, so I have. What's the big difference? What's the big difference there? Fill me in on that. Sure. So big differences. Federal federal regulated means. Uh, they don't have to do certifications. They don't have to do all this other stuff. All they just they just need a number. That's it. Um, the the only one as far as compliance and control, it's it's the banks the banks prerogative how much they want to regulate how that mortgage person handles the file, and then in that bank you're going with, through like five to ten different people versus you know someone you're dealing with me. You're dealing with me and my team. And and that's it. And we're all regulated by, you know, whatever state we're doing the mortgage in. And we have to do our continuing education annually. Um, and we have to also uh, they also make sure we have our credits good our we're criminally background checked in all the all these different directions, man. It's you know. so is it harder? 
is it more stringent to get have the federal license or is it is it more difficult with the state like more more hoops to jump through on the on the um on the with the with the fed license uh it just depends okay obviously you're dealing with a lot of bureaucracy you're dealing with a lot of politics when you're going through one of these banks so if you go to bank of america chase all that you got to go through all that stuff you know, for as far as are you asking for a consumer side or are you talking about from my side? Well, I'm saying for like you, like you said, like the, the guy, the, the 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 RN at Bank of America, as an example, they're federally they're federally monitored. Right. Like you said, they're licensed federally <laughs> where you as, as you have a state license. Is it is it more difficult to, you know, like do they have different like regulations they need to follow as a, a federal licensed company, or is it is it more stringent if you're a state licensed? Like you have a state license. I would say it's more stringent than a state license. Really? The, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you got more you got more regulators involved. So okay, so different levels of regulation. Gotcha. I got yeah. you. That makes sense. Well, and we so, still got federal. We still got the federal over us, making sure, especially. But when then you got somebody here on top of you too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, you still got VA and FHA that are and USDA. Those are those are government programs. And and then uh, and then you got Fannie and Freddie guidelines for for conventional. Uh, so you still we still have multiple different things that underwriting has to make sure. It, all in, 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 in both sides, especially on my side. On my side, it's like bumper bowling now, dude. Like almost anybody can can do this business because of all the stuff that's been put in place because of what happened back in the mortgage crisis. So, so it's, it's super like there's a checks and balance that people, if they just follow the script, they really can't like, they can't go outside the lines. They got to color within the lines. Is what you're they saying. have to, we all have to color in the lines or the loans not getting accepted and, and, or we'll get what's called a EPO, which is a early payoff or you know, cancellation from the investor. Uh, Cause right. we sell mortgages. So if, if it's if it comes back and it's not kosher and, and 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 one of the mortgage people you know doesn't do their due diligence and make sure that the person really has the job and you know and they didn't quit or 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 the, the or the or it's it, and a, a real popular one in the last couple of years people would lie and say it's their primary home and it's really their second home or it's investment home gotcha uh, so get a, a lesser a lesser rate and then it gets audited and then they get they kick it back and and then the mortgage person loses their commission and you know they get an EPO on the record so so uh, now somebody was saying something to me about like if you i don't know how they said it i don't want to mess it up but like if you're buying a second home if you quote unquote live there for 3 months then that is considered a primary residence so like if i had my home and i bought a a beach house, but I was living there for three months when I first moved in. Does that, can that be considered a primary home? Is that kind of like a workaround? You got to live there for six months, six months. It's six months. Okay. I knew somebody had said something like that. I didn't know what the timing of it was. So, that's fine. so, all right. So all this stuff about mortgages and all the regulations and all this stuff, this is kind of like one of those things where it's, it's a lot, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that you have to that you have to remember and think about and go over and no regulations and codes and different types of loan, et cetera. When you are not, when you are not doing this and you are unplugged, what do you do for fun? Uh, I just took my two sons to treasure Island to give, uh, give them a break from the half woman run house. Uh, my wife and 
two daughters that are teenagers. It was it's their time of the month, and then I told the boys, "We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're going for a ride. We actually <laughs> the night over on the beach, man." All right, wait. Time out. Time out. We got to back up here for a second. So, you okay? It's you and your wife. How many kids do you have? You have like a basketball team. We got. We got. I got 15, 16 year old daughter. Sixteen year old is almost seventeen, and then I got a thirteen and six year old son. All right, so let me clean this up, okay? I can't edit it out because it's already there. Sorry but about your, that. Your, your two daughters, your teenage young ladies, are are um, in the house with your wife, and they're just they're they're. Let's just say they're anxious. It's an anxious time of the month for them. All right, sir. And in order to be a good dad, you took the boys out and you got out of the house and you went and did some stuff somewhere else. So now. <laughs> Your wife, you said earlier before we jumped on here, she's also studying to to get her mortgage. She does real estate, and she's also you know studying to be in the mortgage business with you as well. Yeah, her name is Gigi Combs. She's a she's I I also own a real estate company. I'm a real estate broker, uh, but I don't I don't conduct myself as a real estate agent. Uh, and she does. Yeah, so she she's one of my one of my real estate agents, uh, but she is going for her broker license. On top of that. Um, and I'm, I'm gearing her up. This is God forbid something happens to me. I want her to be able to okay. know, take the reins, uh, so to speak. So yeah, so she, she's already passed the class. She just has to, uh, take the national exam. She did the hours. She just got to pass the exam. That's correct. So, so, um, so do you have a bunch of, so who working for you wise, uh, let's start on the, the mortgage side. Do you have a, a team working for you? I mean, do you have offices in Wesley Chapel or do you just do everything remote? I have an office uh, office that's under construction uh, uh, in Tampa right off of Fletcher, close to, okay. to the school. Um, and uh, uh, then I have another office down in uh, Tequesta, uh, which is in Palm Beach. Okay. Um, Third office is in Tucson, Arizona, but I'm actually looking at relocating it to Phoenix. What? What's the? I mean, what, it's only 112 in Phoenix as opposed to 116 degrees in Tucson. I mean, what's the? What's the difference? Uh, popu- there's a lot. There's a lot more population. Population. Okay, so density. In, in Phoenix, um, and then with the real estate brokerage, I mean, do you have do you have a bunch of agents under you guys, or is it not really? I just have two. I just have two. I, and they I, do their thing and they're happy. Yeah, they do their thing. They're happy. They're, uh, you know, I don't even make a percentage of their commissions. They, they, uh, they're, they're 100 agents. Um, I, I built You're this. Basically, just letting them hang their license with you because you have the license. Why yeah. not just let somebody take advantage of it? And you're not That's really hitting. It. And yeah. they're sending all their mortgage business to you anyway, so it doesn't matter. I mean, if they want to, you know, right. if it, it works. At the end of the day, I just I operate as a real estate developer. I, I don't I don't want to be known just as a mortgage guy or as a gotcha. real estate guy. I'm just looking to develop things, you know. Well, dude, you're gonna need to buy a piece of property here in Wesley Chapel and start developing some office space because that is the one thing that is impossible to find. One of my clients is an insurance agent, a big firm. Uh, been trying to find an office space, just cannot find an office space in Wesley Chapel to house his team. It is, it, it's insane. Like there's just no place to find any place. Do yeah. you, do you, I mean, is that a different type? I mean, there's, do you do commercial lending as well? So if someone, someone yeah. needs a commercial space. Yeah, I can do commercial. Uh, there's multiple different programs. There's even government programs that we could do. Uh, um, just like on the residential side, I, I have what's called portfolio lending or non QM. 
you know, stuff that doesn't fall under the, the guidelines of the government. It's basically, you know, like, let's say Mike, Mike is loaning money out of his, out of his, uh, his funds. That's called, that's portfolio lending. Okay. So the same, same as with commercial. So on commercial side, we got, you have what's called SBA loans. You could get uh wacky range uh, where you can get, you know, millions of dollars, you know, to build a whole commercial office. And as long as you own at least, as long as you utilize at least 51% of that space, right. Really cool programs that the SBA can do uh, as far as uh, commercial to build. And then there's plenty of uh, uh, portfolio lending for commercial as well. Uh, if it makes sense. So, so, let me ask you this. I mean, side note to all this stuff. I mean, you 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 grew up in Seattle. You've been here for twenty years. Um, from a, a team loyalty standpoint, do, do you root for the Seattle Mariners? Do you root for the Seattle Seahawks? Are those your teams? Se- Seattle Seahawks Mariners are, are my number one teams. Uh, however, I do I do support the Bucks and the Rays because I do live here. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's my home team now, right? right. I'm uh, but yeah, I I've went to I uh, went to both games and supported them, and wore I've wore you know I've, I've wore a Mariners and a Rays hat because I've I went to a Mariners game, right? So I'm wearing a Rays hat and a Mariners uh, jersey. So people are like, what's with this guy? He's confused. He doesn't know who he's rooting for. He had too many. He had too many twelve dollar beers at the concession stand. He doesn't know who he's rooting for. Is- my mistake. They're fourteen dollars now. They're not twelve. Oh, my bad. I don't drink. I don't drink. So I don't. I, no, I, don't, even tell you. No, I don't drink. Uh, I, I do not drink. I, I drink soda and I, uh, sugar-free soda or water. Me too. It's it's I, my downfall. If there was a diet Coke's Anonymous, I would be at it. It's uh, and everybody says, it. "I, dude." I mean, like, look, I can't even. Yeah. I can't even deny it. There's there's never one far away. Um, I'm drinking this thing right now. It's a uh, Warhead Zero Sugar. And, and what does it do? Does it make you feel like your head's going to explode? Get you amped up? A little. It gets you amped up a little bit. That's not what I normally drink. I normally drink this thing, which is uh, has ginseng and yeah, ginkgo. I see those. These yeah, things are – I mainly drink these because it helps with your memory uh, and gives you that natural ginseng energy. So that's – I am – yeah, I'm going to – I, I want to get that drug from the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper where he takes the, neutro, the nootropics. This is my this is my Limitless. It, go, it gets you. So, and then all of a sudden my eyes will just go zoom and I'll be doing yes. like chemistry and algebra and buying algorithms, yes. like making my own algorithms. That's what I need. When they come out with that, I'm going to mainline that. That's you, you, and, that. you and me, you and me both. I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold it for you. I'll hold it for you. <laughs> we would have to be separated at a B and I meeting. We would get into too much trouble. It was lucky. It was lucky. We were kind of just, I was still half asleep the other day or else we would have get, they would have run us. They'd be like, it's time for you two to go. We would have gotten oh, in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So listen, if there's one thing people that are listening to this and they're, you know, they're, I, I got to go get a mortgage or whatever they're thinking, they want to refi, like, do you do HELOCs? Do you do all those different products? And what's the one thing that you want them to know why they should contact Mock Mortgage? I want them to contact Mock Mortgage because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make things as seamless as possible. That's just what I do. That's my little, my little line. Uh, whatever I got to do, if I can't do it, I'll find a way to do it for you and put you in touch with the right person. Uh, I do care. You know, if, if I know things come across as an emergency. Uh, and when I know it's an emergency, I definitely take it seriously. If I, if I don't think it's urgent, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to set up a, set up a time, but 
but yeah, send it, send it all to me, man. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get in the right places to, with me or somebody else. And then, you know, the million dollar question is what is the best way to get a hold of you? Is it to shoot you a text? Is it to call? Is it to go to the website? If I'm in need of your services, how do I get to you the, the quickest, fastest, easiest way? Quickest, fastest is uh, go to mockmortgage.com and, and my cell phone's there. Uh, M-A-C-H mortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E dot uh, com. And uh, you'll be able to, to schedule or you'll be able to call me directly. My cell phone's right, right on there. And, and I respond within an hour or less on average. So Awesome. Guys, if you're listening to this, you're, you know, it doesn't matter where you're located. If someone happens to stumble across this podcast randomly in New Jersey, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, anywhere, wherever they might be, um, if you're looking for a mortgage and you're looking for someone who's going to take care of you and is going to, you know, take your file seriously and make sure you're getting all the attention you need, whether it's a $200,000 mortgage or a $2 million mortgage, contact Ray Combs with Mock Mortgage. Ray, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. You have a great day. You too, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.